Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. Welcome to the Raising Rices podcast. We are so excited to have you guys tuning in. This is episode two, and we're going to be talking about parenting and thriving in transition. We all in our lives find ourselves frequently in transitions. Some are small and some are large. Either way, they can prove to be challenging or testing to a family. As always, we want to lead off our conversation with our convictions. Mm-hmm. As we surrender our life to the Lord, we must be ready for Him to guide our way, which may lead to transitions that we were not necessarily prepared for when it comes to the specifics of that transition. We actually just had a situation where we were not ready at all for our baby number six to be an emergency C-section. I mean, who is ready for that? And then to have two weeks in the NICU. I remember one of the NICU nurses saying, well, no one puts the NICU on their birth plan. And that is so true. And I also remember turning to you, Darren, and saying, I don't know how people make it through this without God. That's right. In the midst of transitions, we have to lean on the Lord not our own understanding. That's one of our major convictions. If we are trying to go through life and figure it out all on our own or force things to happen in the way that we anticipated them happening or in the way that we want them to happen, that is a recipe for a lot of stress and a lot of failure. And so our conviction really is that we have to lean on the Lord, not our own understanding. And that every transition and trial, as the one Marissa just mentioned, they all come with the opportunity for growth and for sanctification. And what is sanctification? Sanctification is just growing in Christ, growing to be more like Christ, maturing in our faith. Okay, James chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith brings about perseverance. So whether you're faced with an unexpected NICU stay and a baby that's seven weeks earlier than you thought (laughs) she was going to be, or you are just dealing with the bad weather in the current situation, there is opportunity for growth. And especially in areas in transitions where your faith is tested or where you're um, put to test for what you believe. Yeah, and when you are put under pressure, it reminds me of, like, forging, right? Like, you have to put the metal in, like, super hot. In the fire. In the fire. And then it's not even done yet. Then you got to beat on it. You got to beat on it. (laughs) But in the end, the perfect tool that you want to create comes out. Yeah, and you can't be sharp. You can't have a sharp knife. Right. You can't be sharpened unless you've gone through that process. And I feel like that's the same with us in our lives. And I think that you probably, whoever you are listening, can attest to when you have made it through trials, you are changed. 
You are changed afterwards. And transitions are the same thing. So when we go through that um, and we lean on the Lord, we are changed for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And so as we are talking about this, we just want to highlight some character qualities that we seek to uh, grow in, that we seek to promote when it comes to uh, dealing with transitions, both large and small. And so there's five of them. There's five character traits that we've kind of pulled out that we want to talk about today. And the first one is peace, Mm -hmm. that peace that passes understanding. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which suppresses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And let me tell you, this year, mm-hmm. we have had the joy to exi- uh, to experience a lot of things where life feels out of control. Yeah. Whether it is Gwendolyn coming early and spending time in the NICU or delays with lending and building our yeah. home. I mean, I don't think people realize, well, maybe you have, if you've been following <laughs> us along on our Instagrams, um, but we have been living in a trailer, a trailer, a 33-foot trailer yeah. for a year and a half. Yeah, since like September, October of... 2021. Yeah. And we're now a family of eight. We've brought a baby home to this trailer. And I don't say all these things to be like, oh, look at us. Actually, you should definitely not look at us. Yeah, because (laughs) life feels out of control sometimes. Like we sold our house in 2021 in in the fall, the late, the early fall. And we really thought that we were going to move our trailer to Idaho in the spring of 2022 and that we were going to be well into our home by now. Yes. And we're going to spend another winter in a camp trailer. (laughs) (laughs) But also, um, when we mentioned about the hospital and baby Gwendolyn, our sixth baby, we um, had infertility for two plus years. And she is just such a joy that's come from... Um, that experience. Uh, but one of the transitions, the the piece that surpasses understanding that I am reminded of is when I was in the doctor's office and she, you know, they ask you about your life and a little bit uh, I shared about our trailer and our building and things like that. And she said to me, wow, you are handling this all really well. And parts of me want to just shake my head and laugh because I was like, really? I do not feel like I'm handling it well. But it's that peace that surpasses understanding. It's that peace that the world doesn't understand. How you can lean on to the Lord and get through hard transitions is not the normal, right? Yeah. Amen to that. The next character trait that we want to emphasize here is grace. This one is maybe the hardest one for me. And I I kind of define it as this. When you want to control something, but you can't control the transition, right? You you can't hang on to it yourself. And so I, I'm reminded of Colossians uh, chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. It says, As the elective God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, 
bearing with one another and graciously forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord graciously forgave you, so also should you. So grace, it is challenging for me when the transition is not going smoothly. I want to kind of be extra on people (laughs) and be uh, even harsh sometimes and really not have that grace. And so a big thing for me as a dad has been realizing that Say say it's a simple transition. You know, we've talked about big transitions. Say it's a simple transition. And the transition is like we're going from our home, getting ready to go somewhere, and we're going to jump into the car, and we're going to a friend's house or a family's house. It's real exciting. Well, it's just, it's a transition period of time, and I can sometimes not have grace for like, well... It's the first time today that Marissa and I have really got to have opportunity to talk for more than like 30 seconds (laughs) because I'm off work. We're transitioning from home to somewhere else. And so I have to have grace and realize like the kids are just excited. I don't need to be, everybody be quiet in the car, (laughs) you know, because it, it just requires a little grace. So As a dad, especially, I think that remembering grace is important. Set up expectations, train. I'm not saying don't have discipline, but remember grace to get everybody and your family on the same page and to have grace with them as things are challenging. And grace comes in many forms, too. Like, that was a great example, Darren. And other ways, too, is that when we're parenting, we are working with bodies um, who have not maybe been saved to have self-control, the fruit of self-control, or maybe they're young and still developing, Um, or maybe there are literally things that are preventing them from transitioning well, um, using littles as an example maybe they're hungry and or maybe they have to go to the bathroom and that is just interfering with their ability to transition when we're talking about those small things having grace in the moment trying to evaluate you know is this something that is requiring discipline because they're not falling through on an expectation that they're very um, clearly taught and presented with? Or do they need grace because there's something else that is kind of, like I said, interfering with whatever we're trying to transition as? Yeah. And your transitions can be really um, acute or really like chronic. Sorry, it's like medical terminology (laughs) from me, but like, you know, the, the transition in in a in an hour from one event to another event that's that's acute but we're also as we mentioned in this like chronic transition that just keeps going on and on and so we're feeling that with our family now a little bit too where it's like okay you've been sharing beds sharing toys no toy shelves of like everything is so shared because you're in like less than 500 square feet with eight of you that there there's like some some fatigue there yeah and and so grace with that too and then t- modeling that for our kids and then teaching them to have that grace with each other all those things are and, are important yeah and so hard in that moment of 
frustration in a transition, like to evaluate, is this, um, like you said, an acute or is this a chronic, you know, situation? Yeah. You want to be like, just share, just share your toy. But on the other hand, for me, it's remembering, like teach them that we're in this transition point right now. And they are having a little bit of anxiety about like not having anything that belongs to them. Like they have, it's hard to have individual ownership. They want individual ownership over something. So like, where do you give that to them? How do you teach that? Then how do you have grace in and calmly instructing and training them in that not being overly harsh about it? Yeah. The next character trait kind of goes together with it, and that's flexibility. When things don't go as planned in transitions. And our verse for that is Proverbs sixteen nine. The heart of a man plans his way, but God directs his steps. I think it's important to remember flexibility when things don't go as planned. I had a friend, we were out to dinner, and she said that one thing that she was going to try to emulate in her life is to have low expectations and high joy. And at first I was like, wait, why would you have low expectations? Like that, I have very high expectations. (laughs) And she was just saying, because when we get our own plan in the way, then we lose sight of the joy of the moment. When we have put our plan as the priority and the expectation of the transition, if it is not met, then we are the ones that are upset and that upsetness can come out on the family. So flexibility when things don't go as planned. Now, does flexibility mean that we should not be instructing? No. Does it mean we should not be teaching? No. Or disciplining? No. But what it does mean is that we are aware, we are acutely aware that our plans are our plans. But there are things that just did not go as planned. (laughs) Yeah, and when things don't go as planned, the the next character trait that we really are working on and we want to encourage you in too is trust. When it seems like it's just not going to work out. When you had a plan and now the Lord has a different plan (laughs) and now you're trying to figure that out. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. So seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in it. When all of a sudden things are going sideways, seek the Lord. Even our birth of this uh, newest little girl, there was like major hiccup number one, (laughs) which was going to be a C-section at 35 and a half weeks. And, and that was a major train derailment from the original plan. But we were like, okay. And from our last five baby experiences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Five home births previously. Now, major hiccup, semi-bed rest for like three weeks, and then early C-section, maybe NICU. And that was a big hiccup. And then as soon as we kind of thought we we're on a track to have that one under control. The plan completely derailed and changed again. It was like C-section tonight. So trust, trust the Lord when it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out. And I know that sounds maybe even cliche to say, 
but I would encourage you, read the Psalms, go to the Lord in prayer. It is tremendous how the, the, just the medicine that it is for your soul. And when like, you have a high view of God and the sovereignty of God, yes. it is easier to trust. Yeah, absolutely. So preparation is our last character trait that we want to encourage you in. Preparation. Get used to training, teaching, practicing these skills that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Practice these in the little moments. So a, a, a very small example is this. If you practice table manners with your kids at home at the dinner table, then when you go to a restaurant, that's not stressful. Because they have already been trained and equipped for that transition. Yeah, so you teach them then in a small transition, like, hey, we're going to, all of a sudden today, we're going to go to this other place instead of what we had planned to do. You teach them in that small transition, then when Marissa's emergently in the hospital and you're like, well, kids, you're going to spend the next four nights at this person's house. Mm-hmm. A person they trust, a person they know well, whether it's family or a friend that is aligned in your parenting with you, whatever that is, man, they are, they're like game for it. They're ready because they've made practice on small transitions prior. I love the quote. I used to play basketball in high school and my basketball coach used to say, you practice how you play and you play how you practiced. Um, so those practice times in within your family, at the dinner table, um, even practicing, transitioning uh, for different, like Darren said, the small moments to the big moments. We can think of a lot of things um, that go with that. But just remember that you practice how you play and you play how you practice. Okay, we're going to jump into the challenge. And one of the challenges that we have for this podcast is staying under 20 minutes. And I'm already laughing because we're at 18. (laughs) So this is going to be a sanctification journey for us. But we really want to hit on these four challenges. And the first one is your kids need you to lead by example. Is that easy? No, no. This is, this is me like yelling at the kids. Stop yelling. I know, <laughs> right? right. Like that's the most ironic thing to say to your children. So, and, and I've said it. And so who hasn't, <laughs> <laughs> but though that that's like, that's a very simple example. But if we are exhibiting the peace that comes from the Lord and we're trusting the Lord, then our kids can follow that example. So like, We shattered a leaf spring on our trailer on the highway 3,000 miles from home this summer and pull off in the forest. And I go back and I look at it and I come back to the window of the car and I say, well, that's not good. And (laughs) Madeline like gets ready to burst into tears. Our oldest. Our oldest. And and she she, like is stressed. Yeah. She's like, what's going to happen? And Marissa just led by example. She says, it's okay. Daddy's going to figure this out. We're going to look at these options. We will be safe. We will be fine. And it was, instead of Marissa freaking out, right? She led by example in that moment. And so did I. And, And we came through it really well together. And Madeline was able to 
refocus yeah. and and be a great part of the team the rest of that day. So lead by example. And that's because things can be unexpected. So you don't necessarily have time in the moment to prepare your heart for these transitions. So you need to be leading by examples of the fruit of the spirit and how to handle transitions well um, all the time because there's sometimes you can't prepare for a transition like a leaf spring breaking on the highway. And that was challenge number two. You cannot always be prepared for these transitions. Some of them you can, like school happens every Every, fall. (laughs) And so you can be prepared um, when you know something's coming, but you don't know always when a transition's coming. Yeah. So do these two things. Take time to plan ahead for transitions you know are coming Mm -hmm. and prepare your heart for transitions that show up unexpected. Yes. And the last thing is don't be ashamed to stop confess, and then move forward, learning and growing together for the next time or to finish out that transition strong. Like I mentioned before, we're not perfect parents and we're not perfect spouses to each other. But if we can stop, apologize, confess before the Lord, and then move forward, then the the transition can still be salvaged. Yes. So as husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, prepare your hearts so that you can also prepare the hearts of your children. Plan ahead for the transitions you know are coming and take advantage of the opportunity to confess and learn and grow in these character traits we've talked about together today. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode two of our season one of our Raising Rices podcast. As a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at Raising Rices, or you can follow Darren at Lead Your Family. We also have a blog, RaisingRices.com, and we cannot wait to have you join us next week for episode number three.